If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben Arrington. And Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello guys, everybody. How are we doing? Are. Yeah, really good, thanks. It's been a while since I saw you, hasn't it? No, that's not true, because we spent an entire weekend together. Yay! <laughs> which, Yay! Is, which is cool. I think it's the first time we've all been in the same bed together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I did, I did absolutely fuck it with that booking. Just one giant bed like Charlie Bucket's grandparents. Yeah. And a giant bath. We've all got to get into it. Horror hangout soup. Yeah, what a time. No, it was very good. And what a lovely weekend as well. Like horror chat, nice bit of a comic convention as well. Sold some books, got some yeah. new listeners. Yeah, so people yeah. are aware we didn't go for a holiday. What it was a convention and a holiday, <laughs> and it was really lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. We went to Thought Bubble in Harrogate, uh, in the UK, which was it was delightful. It was wonderful. Great to be back out there in the big wide world. Harrogate's pretty posh, you know. I felt a little bit out it's of place. Posh. Felt like someone's going to come and grab me and go. Hang on a minute, you ain't lab right in the neck of the woods. <laughs> Get out of it. Police were yeah. getting us to turn our pockets out, but no, it was yeah. very nice. One yeah, of um, one of the locals pointed at me and went proletariat, and then you know, in a invasion of the body snatchers, <laughs> just yeah. doing a horrible like, whale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a little bit of dinner with Mr. John Crinan as well. Uh, yeah. Unwilling Patreon, John Crinan. We got unwilling him in. Patreon and regular guest on the show, um, and current current quiz champion. I say that with a question mark. Current quiz champion, yeah. Current quiz co-champion. The dirty yeah, yeah. No, John and cheat, of course not. John and Zoe were the champs last time round. Ch- champs? Happen? Oh, champs. Okay, I got you. 
That was it, was a, it was a Resident Evil question, but in Ben's defense, he had a two two bottles of red uh-huh. wine. Oh, in Ben's defense, he <laughs> fucked it. I mean, there's no way of defending it. Um, that was almost a year ago, so. Yeah, how many Resident Evil things are there? Median, all the media. Five? No. Ben. About three, innit? About three. <laughs> I, thought it was a, I thought it was a trick question. I thought you were going to go, well, actually, pff. no. I thought it was one step ahead of you. I was at least 19 behind. Yeah. Damn it. It's okay, though. There'll be time to... Perhaps we'll do one for the end of the year. This thing's quietened down a little bit. Yeah. We'll yeah. Uh, do something during nice. that Christmas New Year period. Yeah. We'll get some challenges on. Yeah, we'll put the we'll put the challenge out there. Even though we do, I tend to do that every time as a guest. So we've got a queue going around the block for people who want to challenge us now. I'm sure. We'll get, probably we'll no one. Of, nobody we'll probably remembers. <laughs> uh, right. Anything horror news related that we need to discuss? I suppose. I don't know. It's it's been a bit of a weird week because it feels like we only just got back, and. Has anything happened since the Spider-Man trailers come out? But that's not really horror news, although. No. Um, so the the couple of bits I've got here to discuss are that the concept art and logo for the Predator prequel, oh yeah, which is called yeah. Prey, uh, came out. I think we I think we were all together when this news dropped, and I think we had a little bit of a discussion about it then. Okay, but we'll Predator. recreate that yeah. now. It's called Prey. Uh, it's formerly called Skull, wasn't it, or Skulls? One of them, mm. Prince of Prey. So it takes place 300 years uh, in the past. Uh, a Comanche woman goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior and probably like goes. Is it Prince like versus Mulan? Mulan, mate. Everyone thinks she's a man because her hair is tied up, which is, always gets me. I'll be honest. Every time I see a woman, she's not got a bow and slightly longer eyelashes. You're well confused. Every time I see a woman with, with the. <laughs> I'm trying to say something about it. It sounded like a horrible twat. Uh, every time I see a woman with a, with a ponytail, I'll go, did you watch the bloody football last night? Oh, well, women watch football too. Don't be silly. So are you a warrior of some kind in a, an olden day society? I'm not. But yeah. die. So I think they're talking about tone is more akin to The Revenant than anything in the Predator canon, apparently. Um, Do you so want yeah, to watch a be... three-hour grueling drama in which the woman gets mauled by a bear and then there's a predator at the end? And then there's... <laughs> <laughs> Is it the predator that leaves her in the woods for dead? Basically, it's going to be the movie The Revenant. And then just at the end, just before, just as it's panning up, panning up, we'll just see the little flicker as the predator. Is, he was there all along, invisible. Although, in many ways, maybe it could actually be cheaper to make than The Revenant because I don't think they're going to have such expensive actors in it. And you could make the bear invisible. So some poor woman gets chomped up by an invisible bear and then yeah. and smashes him with a log right. or something towards now the end. Act, act like you're being mauled by an invisible predator. Go on, do it. Uh, that must have been what Leo <laughs> did though, right? Well, what a real bear. I, what well, a real bear attacked him, was, was it? Was man it? In, it was uh, Sean Gunn in a green like, <laughs> Zorb suit. The call green it. bear suit. <laughs> chomping him up. <laughs> What are we trying to say? It wasn't Andy Circus. I'm not sure. I believe it's you. always Sean uh, Gunn. And Andy Andy Circus is the apes. Whenever there's an ape, that's him. Yeah. Um, Sean Gunn is other mammals. Other mammals, hairy <laughs> mammals, cuddly, and cuddly, then, um, cuddly Doug, mammals. Doug Jones, if they're a lizard or fish fishman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't Doug know James. who plays CGI bird Doug, people. Maybe Doug we don't. James. Maybe there's a niche for that. 
Doug Jones definitely does some bits in this film, right? Surely. There's a lot of Doug Jones bodies knocking about. Yeah, I reckon I so. so. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, a big and tall man. I've just had a little look. It looks like he does. It looks like he plays two of them. Two of the spooky spectres. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to... I mean, that sounds like an interesting concept for a movie. I'd definitely watch that, wouldn't you? Predator I think it'd be better than... What was Predators. the last one? Predators. The, the, the Predator. It sounds kind of similar to The Predator. Oh, yeah. the, sorry, it sounds kind of similar to Predators because I know it was like modern day people, but they were in a sort of environment and they're on another planet. But they, they were, were in a space a... jungle, weren't they? Falling out the sky. Yeah. Bloody space jungle and there's bloody space, jug... space dogs running around. And had Adrian Brody is That's the, the main man. guy. And Topher Grace. Have a grace, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah I'll go and I'll go and see another predator thing. I think I'm still interested enough. I mean, I'm of course incredibly invested in seeing what they're doing with that predator Iron Man suit, but um, maybe we'll never see that. I never want to see that again. Probably <laughs> never going to see that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another bit of news is that there's possibly going to be a pumpkin head remake. I don't know if you saw this knocking about. Um, apparently there. There's loads of weird words in this headline. Paramount players conjuring a remake of Stan Winston's classic now. Hang on. Let's unpick that. So Paramount some... Company. Players. Yeah. Is it, does it mean Rob, Paramount Robin Plus? Fick. Like the it? does it mean Paramount Plus? Like the Yeah, possibly. Like their Netflix. Conjuring just makes extra people think services. Come on. <laughs> conjuring just makes people think of the conjuring, which is confusing. But also a remake one. of Stan Win- are we calling Pumpkinhead a classic? I don't know. How did we find it when we reviewed it? Do they define classic as just a movie that's old? Though? I think yeah. possibly, yeah. Um, I, that's a classic. Classic. I liked it. I liked it well enough. Everyone was very hot and sweaty in it. Um, yeah. That's what I remember. And there were some fun moments. I think a modern remake might give them some more ability to do more with the creature because the pumpkinhead creature was very well designed. Um, and I like what they did with it when it was static, but then in action, of course, the actual kills with pumpkin, it mostly just dashed people into rocks, right? Give them a throw in. Don't make yeah. it tossed them off. <laughs> it just tossed them off, mate, and they didn't seem to enjoy it. Um, don't make him, don't make it a big old CGI beast like a leggy venom or something, because I've got enough mm-hmm. leggy venoms in my life. Pretty sure that's where they're going to go with it. Maybe yeah, a dad to go too practical, half and half. Uh, I take a half and half, like a semi skimmed milk, semi skimmed like pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Pumpkin head spice latte. They're half and half in this, aren't they? The ghosties, they're at least, yeah, at least semi skimmed. <laughs> it's a strawberry flavor one. <laughs> There's all di- they're all different flavors. Of What's the green flavor? one? Lime, uh, like Halloween themed, <laughs> spooky, like Nesquik. Like yeah. scream eggs. It's not really a flavor. It's uh, mainly food coloring. It's a mindset. <laughs> it's a mindset. It's yeah, an they all taste identical. Yeah, come on, don't don't mug yourself off. Um, and apart from that, I also saw the Alien Isolations being released as a mobile game on Android and iOS, which I was kind of like, mobile oh, game. that's kind of yeah. crazy, isn't it? How's that going to work? Uh, Alien Isolation. <laughs> when did they even come out? Is it? Oh, it's longer ago than you think, like yeah, 2016, yeah. 2017. Wow, interesting. There's I no, mean, no... I, I love a video game, Ben, but unfortunately you said the two words that can throw cold water in my excitement for any game. Mobile game. Mobile yep. game, yeah. 
Yeah, any excitement. Guess what? There is a Mass Effect sequel. You never believe it. Whoa, what is yeah. it? Yeah, mobile, it's on mobile. mobile. Mobile game, or I don't know what throws more cold water on me. Either that or online only. Fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. You've never enjoyed any mobile games. Never oh, played. Yeah, some, but like when I Jet think of, when, when I get excited about like the new entry in a in a franchise. Yeah. I wouldn't want to experience that on a mobile. I think mobile gaming for me is perfectly fun for low investment um throwaway titles that I'll just, you know, it's just to keep you busy while you're waiting for a train or sat in a waiting room somewhere. I wouldn't really engage with something at a story level. In fact, the few mobile games I have played recently, nothing makes me more livid than when they turn off my podcast because they dare to think that I want to hear their inherent audio more than I might want to do my other thing while I'm splitting yeah. my attention in as many directions hear as possible. The, or they want you to hear the ad that won't close. Yeah. No, yeah. no, thank you. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a mobile game, really. I don't think I've played enough now. No, no classic um, like Angry Birds back in the day. No, I don't think Jetpack I played that. Infinity Blade. Do you remember that one? I think I think I played Jetpack Joy. Right, Joy. I can't even say it. Hates it yeah. so much. Can't even bring himself to say it. Can't yeah, even bring jet, myself. Yeah, Jetpack Joy it. sort of fade off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jet. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, not that. Yeah, Snake. Snake was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, Snake. Hard. That's Too the hard. best one. They peaked with the first <laughs> mobile game, and this never got question. better. Did could you pull Snake? Nah, surely not. It's cheating. Imagine like you're a proper, like you're ever the snake was ever so long, and, and then the lights what, turn what, green. What if someone knocks on the door? Then what? Have to and then you say, up, and, then the, and then the lights turn green. You try to say you're the lights turn green. Snake, I, never. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't drive when snake was a thing, and no way yeah. would I be culpable for that. You know, like I say, there are. There are games that I play on a mobile that I enjoy perfectly well, like play a bit of play a bit of Pokemon Go to this day. But I wouldn't make like if it was like that's the only way that you can play this now. This is the main thing of this franchise, and it's only on mobile. I'd be a bit like oh, disappointed. Yeah. Is Pokemon yeah. Go still a thing? Is that still going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just plays it all the time. Like he's I constantly reckon. whipping it out and. <laughs> And then getting his phone out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly where that was going. <laughs> He's constantly whipping it out and flaying with it and then getting frustrated with it. And then, then he gets his phone out. <laughs> uh, um, I, I honestly reckon I downloaded it, caught a Pokemon, and then just moved on with my life. I say that like people can enjoy what they like, but it just it wasn't for me, was it? Was it? Yeah. I don't feel like horror games translate very well to mobile, so I don't think the alien one will. Because it needs no. to be the, the way those games work are by being incredibly immersive. And like as David Lynch says, you can never watch you shouldn't watch a movie on your fucking iPhone because like it loses some. It's an Android the, man. Because <laughs> 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 you watch it on your software. Nokia. On your Samsung <laughs> Galaxy, whatever number we're up to. That's great. That's why he's sponsored by them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I agree. Like is Resident Evil 4 on mobile yet? Because that was on, that's been oh, on every probably. platform. Right? It's come out in VR. I actually yeah. really want to play that. Yeah, yeah. I've, you, you've got your uh, you got your grenades on your chest apparently, and and female female gamers are saying it makes them grab their boobs. 
explosive That's what I read. Boob power. That that should have been that should have been in horror news. I should have included that, but sorry. Sorry, we cut to it. Explosive boob power. <laughs> explosive boob power happens to the best of us. Uh, but yeah, that is pretty much it for for horror news. I guess is anything been released? I don't think anything's really been released. I know Ghostbusters Afterlife is next week. Um, don't think any horror has been released on streaming services or anything like that. I think it's been a fairly quiet. This is a post Halloween slump. Yeah. Right. Although we were just saying before we started, you know, the, you know, it was out in full force. Lots of great, largely independent from our shopping as well, horror comics that are all up in our business. Um, oh, my yeah. shelves are burgeoning with the uh, new, with new reads. So. We chat about maybe we'll do a little bonus episode on some horror yeah. comics. Horror comics episode could be cool. Yeah, I, I, at Fort Bubble, I spent some money without yeah. really realizing I was doing it either. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't until I amassed everything at the end when I went, okay, there we go. Yeah, it's also quite difficult, isn't it? Because when you're actually meeting the people that work on these things, especially something the size of Thought Bubble, you meet the people that work on them. And it's not like, uh, you know, not my WH Smith's thinking like, oh, I'm just looking at this book and the person I'm chatting to is a shopkeeper that doesn't care what they buy. You're talking to the person that actually made it and put a lot of work into it. And if you yeah. like them, you have a good chat with them. It's like, oh, really it interested really in reading your book now. So difficult hmm. to just walk away. I mean, that's like the ultimate offense, isn't it? Just going, sorry, but. I, I enjoy what you've told me, but fuck you. Uh, but there yeah. are other things I would rather spend my money on. I might come back. Yeah? I might, I might, I might, I might come back. Oh, it's difficult. It's difficult. So I carry so smoke money. pellets around and then you can just like... <laughs> that would be ideal. I'd like Where's to Where's he gone? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how your feet sound on the... On the on the convention center floor as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there, yeah, there were some good talks there as well. Me and Luke attended a talk about Swamp Thing, which is cool. Did you attend? Uh, did you attend the horror comics one, Luke? Do we imagine that? Did you put? Yeah, I did. You? Yeah. Uh, oh. So that had James. Memorable then. <laughs> <laughs> James <laughs> Tynan, Rachel Slot. And uh, oh, Michael Craven. No, Michael Craven is someone from the office. <laughs> I can't remember who the other guy was. Becky did you mention was at some point point involved? Say again. Did you say Becky Cloonan was involved yeah. at some yeah. point? Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I think the thing is, um, I was very <laughs> quite tired. I remember feeling like I need to start <laughs> moving around soon, otherwise I'm gonna start drifting off. But I um it was it was weird because they were talking about um like their favorite horror movie and stuff. And whenever someone starts talking about that kind of thing, I'm like, when do I get to say my bit? <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, you guys here are comic creators. If you want to talk about horror movies and experience, do you want to give up the mic? Luke just stood it's, up and went, um, right, right. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Finish up. Okay, nice, ni- nice try. Amateur hours <laughs> over. If you just... Uh... <laughs> There's a couple of times. Um, I think uh, they brought up movies, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this, really obscure movie uh and they said it i can't it was now and they said hands up anyone who's seen it and i'd seen it but i was like i'm not putting my hand up i'm not going to be that person who's like yeah i have <laughs> um, what was it 
I can't were remember. You, were, you impressed by how, were you impressed by how niche it was as well? You was like, oh, uh, Tetsuo, Tetsuo, I don't know. Yeah. called Sleepaway Camp. No. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of a horror film, right? Called The Exorcist. It's a bit old, okay. Uh, yeah, not a lot of people have seen it. Um, what was cool, you know. actually, was that they were talking about how in horror comic, in comic books, um, the all the tools of the horror trade are pretty much taken away. Like, you can't do jump scares. You can't um, play with music to sort of build tension. So a lot of horror yeah. comics have to rely on dread, uh, building dread, and also... Yeah, the reveal, like the page reveal, when someone turns a page, mm. and then th- that reveals whatever the disgusting imagery is. And I always feel like Junji Ito comics are maybe the best at that. Yeah, they always oh, seem yeah, to. Yeah. Whenever you turn the page, and it's always like a really over the top, extremely detailed. Yeah, like thing, and it, you're always like, like you're looking at it for quite a while to work out what exactly you're looking at. Like in Uzumaki, there's like the the snail boys. And their eyes like snail boys. <laughs> they're like a, like the amoeba yeah. boys from the Powerpuff Girls. They're a gang, and they're like the way their <laughs> eyes pop out. Like you just find yourself looking at, it to try and work out how that works. In the, yeah. how that John physically Gito works. is an absolute master of these horror comics, though. Some of it's like some of the most effective horror yeah. stuff I've written. And you know, some of your panelists that you're listening to have done some absolutely banging horror comics. They're really, yeah, there's some really great ones. I yeah. mean, there are other ways that you could do it still, but if you made one of your pages really sharp, be a little jump scare for him. <laughs> I remember ages ago, like 10 years ago, there was this wow. webcomic, and it was it was like a Japanese story, one of those kind of creepy pasta stories where it's about a guy walking home and he sees a woman across the street. Um, and it's it's all it's all like a normal comic, and you're sort of scrolling through, scrolling through the pages, and then at some point it's like early flash um, or something the, the, the way they were presenting the comic. At some point, the pages suddenly start turning on their own and the woman like flies right through, right towards the camera, like where we're looking. And there's a sound that plays. So they actually meant to get a jump scare in. It was the most That's terrifying great. thing. Wow. <laughs> because it came out of nowhere, like you didn't realize how the pages, you thought you were just reading a normal webcomic scrolling through and then it kind of took over. And like shot the the character right in, into your face. I'd like to find that again because that'd be throw your laptop across the room. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It, it was it was terrifying. I, yeah, I might try and find that. That'd be awesome to to read again. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much that. Has anybody seen anything this week? Have not had a chance. I suppose it's been one of those. No, we've been busy weekend. Uh, I've almost yeah. finished for our other. A uh, bit of content we're working on. I've almost finished all the Halloween movies. I'm at Robert Zombie's uh, couple now. I've just got about half an hour of his first one and Halloween 2, 2000, whatever year to, to get through them. Then I've done them all this season. Nice. Very mm. nice. Uh, How about you guys? Anything else new? I. Uh, yeah, go on, Luke. Watched, I watched Logan again. Oh, I know what I watched uh, that I forgot to put on here. Um, I watched Rush Hour. <laughs> it's not a horror Lovely. movie, but it's Lovely. just one of those, like a comfort film that me and Kat put on the other night to kind of fall asleep to, and it's very, very funny, very silly. In fact, there was a great joke in the Ben where the Ben might know because he watched it recently, where the guy in the is telling that what he wants for the ransom is like I want a fifty million dollars, twenty in twenties, ten in ten. 
And then Chris Tucker says, do you want any fives of that? And of course, <laughs> that's a solid joke. That's, <laughs> well a, that's a solid joke. That's a solid joke. Yeah, yeah. there's some there's some seriously good jokes in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a good, it. it's, it's good to return to. Um, I've seen probably two things worth discussing. So I think I mentioned last week that movie, The Deep House. Oh, yeah. Coming out. Yeah. Oh, so like, a, uh, like a haunted house underwater. That's essentially the concept, which is an interesting concept, you know, and there are some interesting looking things happening. But the two central performances are real, are really, really bad. Uh, the plot's like super oh, predictable. And like it does all the fine footage tricks that you've seen a hundred times before, so it's almost like impossible to be engaged by. But um, the ma- the main actor is James Jagger, Mick Jagger's son. Don't know if he's been in much else. I think he's been in a few- handful of things. James Don't know if this was just the way his character was written. Hmm. His character was just the worst, and almost everything he said, I was like, "Oh my god, shut up, please <laughs> shut up!" And that kind of just ruined it for me. Do you know what I mean? I was like. Even when he was trying to be, I mean, minor spoilers, I guess, but even when he was trying to be a bit spooky, I was like, you're a dickhead. Please shut up. Uh, <laughs> He's walking around the haunted house doing like the crazy frog noise. What are uh, you doing? Almost <laughs> as bad as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I had to wash that out of my mouth. I didn't, it wasn't a horror I watched, but I watched the, um, the Western movie on Netflix, The Harder They Fall, which is. Like I love a modern Western. I love all Westerns, really, but a modern Western, something about that, seeing actors perhaps mm. you've not seen in a Western suddenly in a Western is pretty awesome. Um, this was, like, action-packed, so cool. Like, some of the best one-liners in there and an absolutely stacked cast. Loads of standoffs, loads of shootouts. shootouts sorry. Um, so we've got John- Jonathan Majors is in, is in it, or, or who we saw recently as the... Shit, what's his name? Loki. The Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Idris Elba's in it. Regina King, obviously, of Watchmen recently. Obviously, been loads of other things. Zazie Beats, Delroy Lindos, obviously, it was amazing in The Five Bloods. So, yeah, the cast is, like, absolutely stacked, and it is just kind of banging. And it kind of made me think, I want to go and play Red Dead Redemption again, because I just love kind of existing in that world. I mean, it's kind of predictable, like, you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to do a bank robbery. The railroad's going to be coming through here any day now. Someone <laughs> drinks the milkshake, those type of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much all of that. But yeah, it was really good. Um, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, that, that was it. That's all I've seen. But I would recommend one of those and not the other. Choose which one, if yeah. you like. Uh, the film of the week, Crimson Peak. Crimson <laughs> Peak. Oh, wow. You practiced that. Crimson Peak. Uh, so, the, so the film of the week is uh, Crimson Peak is a 2015 gothic romance horror film directed by Guillermo del Toro, um, written by del Toro and Matthew Robbins. The film stars uh, Maya Wasikowska, how do you say her name? Tom Hiddleston, I was gonna ask, Jessica Chastain. I was going to ask, how do you say that? How do you say name? M- I say Mia, Mia, Wasi- Mia Wasikowska. Mia Wasik- yeah, I think that's right. Charlie Hunnam, didn't, couldn't remember that he was in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, in the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, and there's lots of them, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Ooh. Oh. So, on IMDb, this has 6.5 out of 10. 
Rotten Tomatoes critic score is uh, 72%. Audience score is 55%. Letterboxd has an average of 3.3 out of 5. Uh, mm-hmm. A few choice reviews here. We're going to try it a little bit differently. I'm going to give you the first part of the review and you have to tell me what you have to fill in the blank. So Flo Lieb said, don't know what's scary in this film. The terrible effects or Charlie Hunnam's what? Accent. No, no, because he's American. Uh, uh, what Westcott. What? Hair. What do you say did before you say hair? hair? Hair. Yeah. Andy uh, said hair. I can't. Yeah. I can't take credit for that. His accent is weird, though. <laughs> one star. Um, next one is reviewed by Shayna. She put five stars for Hiddles. What? So five Hiddle has a nickname for um, Tom Hiddlestone. Five stars, uh, for, five Hiddle. stars for Hiddle. Stabbed face. Ass. Ass crack. <laughs> That's close. Dancing we'll give waltz. Five stars for Hiddle's tush. Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty much pretty much there. Yeah. Ass yeah. crack. Um, last one uh, from Ragti Mev. He put, the ghosts are laughably bad. They're about as scary as a what? Uh, so laughingly bad. So something that isn't scary. Um, <laughs> episode of Fraggle Rock. Episode of Big Bang Theory. The ghosts are laughably, laughably bad. They're about as scary as a fart. <laughs> one star. Well, it depends. If it's fart a live one. Scary. If yeah. it's a live one, and you weren't expecting it. Jump scare. If you were sitting down to your like your first meeting with like your new employers or a new partner's parents, and you unexpectedly that'd be quite scary. And it's not a clean one. A scare yeah. a scary one is when you sit on the toilet and you expect to be completely silent, but for some reason it goes <laughs> trying to sell you butter. Little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. little little lurp man's back there. Made of shite. <laughs> uh, we've done a couple of Del Toro movies on this movie, on this movie, on this podcast, including yeah. The Devil's Backbone, which was episode number one. one. Right. Num- numero Fill in the blanks. Correct. <laughs> fill in the blanks. Correct. <laughs> Basically, this whole podcast episode is just going to be asking the other person to fill in the blanks. Pretty exciting. Uh, I thought the film was very good. <laughs> it was good. It were good. And we also did Pan's Labyrinth at some point. I think that's it. I yeah. don't think we've done Kronos. Wait, wait. Before. Uh no, not Kronos. Not the Hellboy. Not then. Not uh, we've not we done a shape. About, we must have talked about the shape of water. The shape of water. The shape of water. Uh yeah. We've not done an episode on it though. So no, no. You know, we've done some Del Toro. We've dabbled in some Del Toro. I bet we have done more Del Toro presents slash Del Toro produced yeah. stuff. Del Toro yeah. is involved with, incidentally. Del Toro came in the room when they were pitching it and he nodded. Yeah. And it walked yeah. out. Did you know Del Toro? Uh, I might be. <sighs> when he was, he's from a wealthy family uh, in South America. Um, and I might be getting this wrong, but I think he was kidnapped as a kid oh. for a, a ransom, or like they attempted to kidnap him, or something along those lines. I'm maybe getting it completely wrong, but I know something bad happened, and they wanted lots of money from him. Um, 
and I always found that like really like a interesting little backstory. So interesting that I can't even remember what exactly happened. <laughs> Didn't someone someone else that we know pay yeah. for it? Like someone paid the ransom or some like someone you know. Like, yeah, that's right. Someone bit some big like, filmy type like Steven Spielberg. Like or Steven Spielberg like or someone like that. You're right. They paid, they paid the, ransom. the ransom. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it was Steven Spielberg. Maybe oh, it was it, Del Toro. James, James Cameron saved Guillermo ah. del Toro's father from kidnappers. They wanted one million dollars. And uh, James Cameron just just went here. You are have it. Yeah, I got I've got the ti- I've got the money from the Titanic. Here you go. He's got that the heart of the sea. That's what they want. That's very nice of him. I um yeah. James Cameron does seem like a, a an all right guy overall. Trying to save the planet. Save trying our to dads. save the planet. Trying to make as many loves, a, loves a submarine. Save our dads. <laughs> save our dads. <laughs> and also watch Avatar Six coming this summer. Right. <sighs> I don't know. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to feel trolled by the entire thing. So how many Avatar sequels that are all coming out at the same time are there now? And there's a game coming out as well. Uh, oh. Wait, is it a genuine question? I think there's three coming out, right? <laughs> yeah. There are, but they are being all worked on at the same time, right? Or roughly the same time. Are they matrixing it and they're all be, being like yeah. completed back to back? So when he is finished... It's like backing up podcast recordings, then you can literally just bang them out. I hope they're good. I mean, he's working; he's worked on them for so long. <laughs> like, I'd be really upset for him if, if they're not really good. But it can't oh. be bad. I mean, you working them for that for that long it must be. I a want reason. them to. I want them to be to be good. I, I think I only ever watched Avatar though once. It was an experience to see at the cinema, but I've never really gone back to it. I was quite liked it. I always thought it was um, fine. Entertain- entertainment yeah that, that's it it's fine entertaining but like with them being so long away now i remember duke nukem forever luke i remember how that went down metroid dread came out eventually and it's done really well reviews yeah. that was uh coming out for years and years anyway james cameron saved gilmer del toro's dad from uh, a dad ransom so from a dad uh, ransom <laughs> Yeah, there we go. So, Crimson Pick. And we feel in overall, have you seen it before? This first first viewing? Saw it at the cinema, I believe. Yeah. Were you excited about it? Were you like, oh, new Del Toro movie? It's going to blow the tits off of everybody in the audience, including me. Well, I was yeah. open, so, you know. That's exactly uh, how I felt going in. I think at the time it was coming out, it was obviously in the Hellboy kind of era of... GDT's movies, and I was a big fan of both. both yeah, <laughs> both, I was a fan of both of those. So I saw that he had something that you know took away the superhero element and had, from what I recall at the time, this was a film that he was really passionate about and a film he really wanted to make. Right, the you know like it's gothic horror story. I feel like um, he says that about every film, though. I mean, I feel like he's he... a director that shoot that is very into the things he gets to make right whether it's this or even like uh pacific rim which he said was like a more for the audience i guess from from interviews it sounds like he had a a massively fun time i guess if he doesn't want to do he just doesn't do it because he was supposed to do hobbit and then he said no don't want to yeah yeah what were you saying literally like 10 minutes before they're supposed to start shooting he went hang on a minute do you know what on the first day same for me i'm see you later who else we got (laughs) knocking about we got Peter Jackson just backstage. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> nice one. 
roll them out, get it done. But yeah, yeah. I um, I was into it at the time. I was looking forward to seeing it. I think enough time had come that I'd seen some of the reviews. Reviews, as you'd expect, a bit like our first and last reviews on Letterboxd. Like people go, and even scary, though, is it? And even scary, not even that scary. But um, I remember enjoying it at the time. Yeah. I think you don't want kind of like traditional scares from this movie anyway, do you? It's kind of like the atmosphere is the the key thing. And also like the ghosties look creepy enough and unique enough to... It's more like a, a pretty pretty quiet horror, right? It's not a, a loud... It's not a yeah. conjuring verse movie, which I think when I first watched it, I think I was kind of wanted, hoping it would be a bit scarier, but so maybe didn't appreciate it all all in the way I should have done back then. Hmm. Uh, but this time, it makes me feel like I'm looking at loads of... Who's the guy who does the... Um, Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. How do, is that you say his name? And I've said it out loud. Oh, Mike the guy Mignola. does... All the, Hellboy Hellboy. Guy. all the Hellboy covers. It makes me hmm. think I'm looking at a load of Hellboy covers. Yeah. Um, or like he... His visual aesthetic is there. It also reminds me of Tim Burton movies in some ways as well. Yeah, it's your it's your checkered floors and your and your big grand houses that that really drive into that, right? Yeah. Big grand houses that are falling apart and uh, you know an absolute nightmare for anyone to to live in. Imagine trying to get this like surveyed this house as well. Jesus Christ! Yeah, if you get that just, extended like home buyers report on that, they're going to find all sorts. Just knock it down and start again. That's what you'd say. <laughs> What's the bloody point? Knock, knock it down and start again. It's sinking. It's falling apart. There's a hole in the hole in the roof. All, all the elements are coming in. Elephants. All the... yeah, got damp in here. <laughs> I mean, I there's damp. The damp. There's damp, and then there's that. Like you couldn't. The floor is seen... squidgy. It looks like red velvet cake is coming through. <laughs> you've, you've, made, you've accidentally made your back your your uh, extension out of red velvet cake. There's moths <laughs> up in the bedroom. Tons of them. If you're walking across that floor and you could quite easily sneak out a fart and no one would notice. Sneak one out. What was that? Bloody floor, mate. Was It's those ghosts. uh, They'd be less scary than this. (laughs) One of them trumping ghosts. (laughs) Um, One of them bloody trumping ghosts. Everyone seems to be so freezing cold in this house as well. Like, ooh, I'm absolutely bald. It's absolutely Baltic in here. Yeah, it doesn't look comfy. Even like yeah. when you have a bath, like a hot bath in a place like that, um, like the, as soon as you get out, instantly cold again. Cold, because the floor's going to be cold and you put your How little many... feet on the floor. <laughs> yeah. How many things did they say were wrong with this house where I was just like, oh, that as well. Like, oh, careful, the water w- runs red before. Oh, yeah. but oh, for... get, you want to get Nick Knowles in, possibly even challenge Annika, get that where's... sorted. <laughs> and where's the, uh, where's the corner shop? Not gonna believe this. It's like a day's walk away. <laughs> it's a day's walk away. But I'm absolutely gasping for some Jaffa kicks. Oh no. come on! I was oh, should I nip out the post office and get a whisper gold. No, it's four hours walk. Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Devastating. It comes with a free dog, though. That's always nice. A free dog, and, and is the dog like impervious to all of the elements or something for some reason? It's in the breed. What breed is it again? It's, it's, like a, it's like a little chihuahua or something. Little chihuahua dog. Although, like, they're made. They're made to withstand 
yeah. Arctic climate. Yeah. <laughs> just being left outside and it's fine. Just leave it outside. I, I, I read a... Oh, God, this is horrible. Someone I follow on Instagram was doing a... Um, pet death stories, pretty disgusting. But one mm. that was like an actual horror, a horror film, pet death, as, or as I thought. Um, some little girl said she... Well, she's an adult now, but when she was a little girl, she said she used to drive around the streets with her bike with a little hamster in a little basket in the front of her front of her oh <laughs> front of her bike et et style and she said it was a particularly hot summer and when she got back from her from riding around i think like maybe her grandparents had come to like pick her up and she was so excited that she just left the bike there out in the heat and apparently when she came back hamster was gone just a load of maggots oh what, what happened wait, been wait, replaced so I, 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 by maggots <laughs> replaced by maggots. So Where's the hamster then? Bird must have come and took the hamster and gone. Oh, I mean, I've taken this hamster. Yeah. I mean, I can trade you. You can trade you, but you know, it might not be fair. But there's Wait, no one around how to long negotiate. You make it sound like she went in for dinner, came back outside, and there were maggots there. Uh, I think she went to her grandparents for like a week or something or a weekend. Oh, Jesus. And it was really, and it was really hot. So it obviously, just. Well, I hope she was writing that from prison where she belongs. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? There's that like famous dog in Scott in Edinburgh. I can't remember it's called, but there's a grave where the owner died, and apparently like the little terrier or whatever. There's like a statue of it now. Like it never left the grave. It just stayed there above the grave where its owner died. And people say because he buried him with the lead still on. There's that one in Japan as well, isn't there? With the um, the dog that's the statues outside the station in Tokyo, he used to hang out there every day oh, waiting yeah. for his like oh, thing. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That reminds me of the saddest episode of Futurama of all and time. Then, yeah, the uh, the owner was buried with treats in his hand. As well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, bury me with all of my sausages. <laughs> okay. So uh, this film, this film starts in uh, Buffalo, New York, 1887. It starts very much like a, a Wishbone uh, flashback. If you've ever seen Wishbone, you'll know. It, I, I mean, it looks to me like... If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Wishbone, pause. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, and what, I, what I mean by that is when like, the whole location where you've got people on, on carts rolling around and the grading and they're obviously using um it's like film studios have locations like that pre-made if that makes sense Mm. for these kind of shoots it it screams of that to me i was Um, thinking gangs in new york but i suppose it's it could be similar to your earlier than that i think and the primary actor is of course replaced with a dog yeah Um, although there's a flashback before we do anything else right because we see Oh, when she's, a, when she's a kid, yeah. He goes, oh, I'll tell you what, there's one thing that I know for, for good and certain is uh, Edith, Edith Cushing. Is she named after that because um, GDT yeah, loves the Cush? Love a bit of the Cush. Push, more cushion for the pushing. Um, uh, so maybe. Edith goes, I'll tell you what, there's one thing I know, it's that ghosts are real. Saw one once, it was me ma'am. Um... A yeah. mom had got poorly and had died of, um, I don't know, TB or one of the things he died of in the, in those days. And oh, then yeah. I don't know. that night in bed after the after the funeral, um, a mom came and she was nice still. She was still her nice mom, 
slightly spoils the effect though because she's a horrid skeleton now. Um, <laughs> Wait, she's a skeleton, but she's also got lips. Yeah, like, she's, she's got a, like a mouth. She's, Don't worry. So she's Don't be scared. Oh, maybe, maybe she died in a Skeletor cosplay. Also, she, she made out of licorice. Com- completely dressed as licorice Skeletor. And um, little girl's trying to sleep in bed and then big tenderly licorice hand comes on onto her shoulder and she goes, oh. Put, all the, put it all on red tomorrow. Our kid, <laughs> our kid let us um, tell, me, tell you when the time comes um just be dead careful, beware in it even of of Crimson Peak. Yeah. Um, so what are we supposed to believe that when she when her mum died, she saw the past, she saw the future, she saw the entire timeline of her daughter's life. Realize if she goes Crimson Peak, it all kicks off. But she decides to name the house by its nickname and not the actual address. Yeah, give some more go details. D twelve. How many <laughs> D how many go- <laughs> How many ghost visits do you get? Is it like when you're in prison, you only get one phone call, you only get one ghost visit? You've got to get it all out in one go. Make That's sure true. you get yeah. some of the details. <laughs> Wait, so um, is that her mum then? I, yeah, I thought it was the mum of the, the what they call the, the brother and sister because there's a thing later on, like a big portrait. And yeah. the face of the big portrait lady looks almost exactly like the everyone oh, of that age. Soft. Everyone of that age looked the same back in those yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, old yeah. people. Yeah, old people. Yeah. It was very popular in that era to dress as a licorice skeleton. But it, <laughs> I think it was her mom because she says "my child" and says, "You know, you know when you see fo- you know when you see photos of people in in like the eighties, everyone's just in brown. Everyone's got the same sort of uh, curly hair." It's pretty much like that, but in the 1880s, everyone just was licorice skeletal. Yeah, and if you look, Karen pointed this out when we were looking at the at the film as well. When she's a little girl in bed, she has the same dress on that she would wear years later in, in Crimson yeah. Peak. She hasn't grown into it yet, so it's a night dress right now. I mean, that you'll dress, grow into it. You never grow into that dress. That dress is like it grows with you. Like it, it's uh, it looks super fluffy. Um, I so the whole the whole. Uh, point of this opening bit is there's two points right there's one that's like it's kind of sets the theme of ghosts ghosts are real but they're like the past or memories or i can't remember what she says yeah they're not necessarily memories that's what derek akora says ghosts aren't real but they're the past oh he's dead as well (laughs) oh thanks sam Thanks. thanks yeah um and also um just as you know set the bad open Never goes to Crimson Peak, uh, which is going to later on, it's going to um, <clears throat> jolt us when we realize, oh my gosh, she's already in Crimson Peak. Uh, but yeah, and then we cut to not modern day, but later on. Modern day uh, for, for these guys. Yeah. Wait, do we do, do we Still do the days little, of yore for us. Do we do a little rundown of the characters? So obviously we've got Maya, Mia Wasikowska <laughs> is Edith Cushion, more cushion for the pushing. Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston play Lucille and Thomas Sharp. Is this like one of Tom Hiddleston's first like big roles? Was this after four? I suppose it was after four, wasn't it? But first big non MCU role, I guess. When did yeah, when did reckon... four come out? Um, I reckon um, two thousand and Thor eh? came out in two thousand eleven. I think that was after this, right? And this... this came out in two thousand fifteen. This came out. 2015, yeah. 
that's not as long ago as I thought it would be. Probably done two yeah. Thors by then. Yeah. yeah. Ch- Charlie Hunnam is Dr. Alan McMichael. Nice. Nice name. Uh, Jim Beavers, Carter Cushing. That's Edith Cushing's dad. Yeah. Who uh, never, ever gets to finish his shave. Frustrated. Oh, his ghost skeleton will have, a, will have a half shave. He'll have half yeah. sh- as a ghost, he'll just have shaving cream on his cheeks the whole time. <laughs> I'm yeah, so embarrassed. Wispy bits of blood coming off there. I'm so good. embarrassed that this has happened. I'm a you ghost. See, yeah, anyway, because they they all they all turn into different types of candy. The ghosts in this one, what are the red ones? That are some sort of red licorice. Red, red, vel- red no, red <laughs> red velvet cake. Ghosts. Black velvet uh, cake. Black velvet cake. Licorice <laughs> all sort cake. What what's like a grey one? Is there a grey one? Yeah, a character, a major character. I mean, spoilers when we get to it, but yeah, some of oh, them, yeah. I guess, just marshmallows. One of them, becomes like, yeah. <laughs> one of them becomes like meringue flavor. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, there we go. Eating mess. Pretty much it. <clears throat> yeah, eating okay. mess. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so then now Edith is like a, uh, she wants to be an author. I think she wants to write ghost stories. And she goes to this kind of like business building that a few people are knocking around in. One is the father, I think. One is Charlie Hunman, who has a room there, I guess. And also there's like a publisher or an agent of some sort. He reads it um, and he says he doesn't like ghost stories or he, he if because she's a girl, she should write romance stories. Um, he loves the handwriting. He goes, oh, your handwriting's lovely. Very curly. Very curly. I love the curls on these. Very curly. <laughs> Very nice. Um, he loves the curly writing, yeah. but you're right. He's just like, oh, not a, not ghost stories. I won't sleep tonight now. Oh, also, <laughs> there's a little bit of a conversation between Edith and some of the local lassies about. Oh, yeah. Thomas. They say about Sharp. Sir, Sir Thomas Sharp's in town. He goes, oh, isn't he a, an exquisite dancer? He is a right fitty, and she's yeah. well good. At... She doesn't care for that. And he's, he's a well baronet, at... which is a kind of ice cream. <laughs> baronets, kind of the I thought, who, um... baronets the people that walk in front of parades and twizzle that stick are they baronets you'd be well good at that he's a good he's dancer inherited he's, land. Go on, he's good at he's good at break dancing he brings a piece of cardboard with him everywhere <laughs> he goes listen spins on his head bring the boom box spins on his head gets reek dizzy um, he's like, I'm real good at inventing stuff, but unfortunately, I've just invented this tiny little toy, little digging machine. <laughs> <laughs> need, need, need a big one. You need a big one of them. He's like, that's like a Zoolander when he shows him the little model. It's good school, oh, yeah. but how are the children going to get inside? <laughs> it needs to be at least three times bigger. <laughs> a school for ants. <laughs> the little machine's cool. I like it. It looks like a kind of model that someone has made in their spare time. And they're going to put it yeah, on the yeah. bookshelf. Also, like, is he actually... I know, obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything yet because there are some reveals. How long has he been trying to get investment for this thing? In the whole time he's been trying to get investment for it, at least he could make something other than a shitty little prototype. I mean, good prototype. Come on. Well, he's been too busy going around <coughs> asking for money because that's it. When he gets to the... When he's talking to the people, including um, Edith's dad, so... Uh, Carter, Carter Cushing, he says that, and like it feels like a bit of a trap because he's there doing this presentation, um, and oh, and before he goes in, he has met Edith and gone, "Well, I think ghost stories are brilliant." 
So that's really, really interesting. Um, but then it, the dad, Carter, kind of sets a bit of a trap for him. And he goes, OK, so tell me about your idea. Sits there, listens. And then absolutely ambushes the shit out of him. He's like, oh, yeah. well, basically, you've been to London, you've been here, you've been there, you've been everywhere trying to get money for this. You failed mm. to... So your credit scores down the drain, mate. Look at this. Look at these experience numbers. <laughs> Awful. Error miles off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, shite. He just basically says without saying it, shite. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm out <laughs> for that reason. I'm out for that reason. Yeah. I'm out. Duncan Ballantyne's out. Peter Jones is out. It's really down to just Deborah Mead. And Theo Buffer. What's his name? Theo. Fetus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never imagine my, my disappointment yeah, as to where I was. I think I was in the US and I saw a program called Shark Tank. On. I was yeah. like, oh, Shark Tank? I bet people are trying to get over a Shark Tank on like a ropey ladder. No, it's just Dragon's Den under a different name. Absolute bullshit. I've never turned the TV off so quickly. I like Shark Tank. It's all right. I mean, it's, there's exactly but it's not. Dragon's it's Den. not that program, is it? It's not the much better program I've just described. <laughs> No, I've, no, I I've not, not felt Maybe such they, disappointment you since turned I it found off. out that there's no actual race in RuPaul's Drag Race. I, w- I want them to be drag acts <laughs> racing across America, possibly in drag cars. At the end of like Shark wacky Tank, wacky races. Though, you turned it off too fast. <laughs> At the end of Shark Tank, they do make them crawl yeah. across Little Shark yeah. Tank to get to get their money. At the end, get the money. <laughs> the sharks have lasers on their heads. <laughs> Freaking lasers on their head. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow. So um, yeah, so Carter said he's out. Um, and then I think okay, then we get to the party. Tom does his breakdance routine. It's a very different waltz over in England. <laughs> it just starts spinning. Stop. Collaborate. Oh, and and, and also it's weird because Edith like, doesn't want to go to the dance. He goes to her house and Kind of invites her out to the party anyway. They say that he, they say that he's sopping wet outside, like inviting her to, to the dance. What does mm. he just go there and sopping wet? But he's soaking soaked right through down to his pants. <laughs> Embarrassing. No one wants that. You have to go. Yeah, out. and there's no radiators back then, I bet. Is there? <laughs> is there radiators? There's no hand dryers. Certainly, you can't get a Dyson V and just dry yeah. your trousers off. Yeah, not so. Got it. Um, but he's all right. He's he's presentable enough, and he takes um, Edith to the party. And even though Edith already turned down going with her dad, because yeah, she yeah. seems a little bit put out that her dad was quite so mean to him, because he gets a little bit upset and says, "Come on, I'm going to work as hard as anyone else." Um, but he mm. takes Edith along to the party. Those society bitches are there. They're like, "Oh well," she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't invited." She says, "Oh no, I'm." very good at making sure people find their place and I'll make sure you find find yours. Oh yeah. Really oh, geez. saucer of milk for you, mate. Um, <laughs> mate. But, th- <laughs> but but thankfully that doesn't get to happen because before she can hatch any sort of societal sabotage, they do that wicked dance in the English style and literally shows the levels of entertainment then. This is why in the 1800s people would flock out in their thousands to see a train go by. Um, like, <laughs> like they see this English waltz and there are gasps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be the equivalent what would be the equivalent today of like watching X Factor or, or something? Watching um, what are they called? What's that dance troupe called? 
diversity. Diversity <laughs> come out and do Basically an incredible dance. Diversity yeah. come out, do an incredible dance whilst holding a candle that's a light and it don't but go to out. Be, to be fair, though, the level of, of like, <laughs> gasping and awe that comes from these audi- this audience, it's beyond just a good performance. This yeah. is, like, at the levels of the X Factor when, like... A little tiny Tim-esque kid comes out like on a little crutch and like stutters when he's speaking to Simon Cowell and yeah. then sings like, you know, sings like an angel. Like, you know, there are people getting up in floods of tears. <laughs> yeah, and a candle doesn't go out. <laughs> and a candle doesn't go out, which he holds directly in front of his mouth. Like it's yeah. real good, but not very blowy. <laughs> Um. So, so he does that dance, and I, I don't think anything happens particularly at this point, other than Edith and Tom start to develop a relationship of sorts. Yeah. Right, they're hanging out, and he's show she's showing him his her book because he actually thinks the ghost stories are wicked, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's a point to bring up here. But it feels like the the author piece really disappears after mm-hmm. this initial after this initial section. Oh yeah. There's a bit at the end where they're like burning the book. Jessica Chastain is just burning a book up and just gives her the shittest review and says, oh you wanted to be an author. Absolute shite. Yeah. And then she's just wanging the pages in the fire. But for all of the time that the main action of the film is happening, the the you know her aspirations or her connection to being an author kind of disappears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She uh, talks about like a hero, hero being like Mary Shelley and stuff. So maybe it's just a kind of thematic. Yeah, because they say, of, uh, "Oh, she's the new." Um, oh, so yeah, you're the new. Uh, you're the new. Um, Dave Austin. You're the new. You're the new. You're the new Bronte sister. Oh, she died a spinster, you know. Yeah, she died a spinster when she was about thirty because she died incredibly young. She's. Oh, I'd rather be Mary Shelley. She died a widow, so I'd rather someone better? else be dead first. Yeah. I don't know if that's better. Um, she goes, I'd rather be Mary Shelley. She never died. <laughs> She's back like the emperor. Bearing in mind this is the past as well. You're speaking to people that like have died in a fairly, fairly contemporary sense, like someone who just died last week. I'm not going to pull an example and say, oh, look at you, you want to be the new recently dead dead celebrity, massively insensitively. Cardle. Unexpected. <laughs> you want to be what you've, you. done, what you've done there, Luke, is mistaken a live man from X Factor from the man with a very similar name that is Maniac Cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt okay, rest, so... in, rest in peace, Matt Cardle. Don't come yeah. back as a cop and get us. No. <laughs> so, uh, around this time, uh, Captain Carter gets. An inclination that Tom has uh, sights on his daughter, so he hires a creepy private investigator guy. Uh, the guy to... whose name is Holly Burn Gorman, who always plays like a slight thug oh, in yeah. these movies. Yeah, yeah. and um, he was in he was background. in Torchwood over here as well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I recognised him. He's in loads of stuff. I think he's in a Batman film. He's well, in like a little... he's in the Dark Knight Rises, right? He's one of the people that works for Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Bane and those guys. Bane. Yeah. Uh, so just before this, I think Thomas asks 
is Sister Lucille for her ring, which he's gonna use to. Uh, it's oh, a and then she heirloom. says like, "Yeah, sorry." Yeah. She's like, "I also, want it back." How annoying is she in this? Right, I know she's supposed she's obviously a villain, but Jessica Chastain is not somebody I've usually watched on screen and gone. Bloody deal my head in here, but she was. I was just like, "Oh God, horrific." Um, she's just there's literally nothing. She's quite a simple sort of two-dimensional character. There's not much to her. It's not like you you sort of unpick all these things. You find out about her past, but it's not like... It yeah. feels like sometimes she is the mastermind, but it kind of undercuts that a little bit because her mastermindness is kind of washed away by how very quickly towards the audience she gives away her plans. Like, she may as well say, I want this ring back, though, because I intend that you kill this woman. Yeah. Um, or... This is my like. This is my plan to this. Or later on, when she kicks off, where she's like, oh, "Fucking hell, I'm insane and I'm poisoning you." I mean, good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Luckily, I've been poisoning yeah. the porridge all along as well. <laughs> she's quite um, evil stepmother uh, caricature, I just more than like a real person. It kind of would have made more sense for her to have been at least personable, or to or to build some sort of bond with Edith. That was yeah, then upended. Was then upended. Was yeah. then upended by the reveal of oh she's been poisoning her all along. Do you know what I mean? The fact that I mean, she hates her, you're like oh she's been poisoning her. Oh well, I'd be surprised if she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I like her. her default thing would be to give you poison, even if yeah. like you know you were just the gasman. You're gonna oh got to check the gas. Oh sure, you'd like a cup of tea. It's poison. Oh, it's fine. How many sugar? How many? Yeah. How many spoons of poison? I mean, how sugar? many poisons in your tea? <laughs> How many poisons did you take in your tea? No, so I'm trying to cut down. I'm also, trying to cut down. Also, like, uh, when she stirs the tea, <laughs> she like scrapes the side of the cup super loud and super slow. And it really goes yeah. went through me. See, that's yeah. horrendous. Annoying. China's not going to last doing that to it. Oh, think about it now. Um, Whoa. Which is the opposite of the baddie from, from Get Out. No one's going to be lulled into hypnosis with those like scraping noise. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, I'm like the opposite I'm of an horrific <laughs> lady. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, um, Tom Hiddleston uh, proposes to uh, Mia Wasikowski. Is he kind uh, of psyching up to it? He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask," but her dad. Um, well, at the same time, like dad crushing. Before, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, uh, how's this? He goes before you do that because she goes, oh Jessica, uh, not Jessica. He goes, uh, oh um, uh, Edith, can I have a word? And the dad's like, no, can I have a word with you first? And he, oh. that thuggish man has under has uncovered a secret. And he goes, and he sort of gets the he gets um, Tom and Lucille together. He goes right, look at this paper here. Now, unless you, you want this secret, poo-poo heads. Just a crude drawing of them. <laughs> Look at this paper here. It's a daily sport, and it's got one of those stories on the front, which is like a man who put four cream eggs up his ass. <laughs> Look at How this. do you eat yours? In the Express and Star here, it says that you two are homosexual Martians. How do you plead? <laughs> They're like, okay, we'll leave. We'll leave. Fine. Um, yeah. But cuts but... cuts them a check. Said, right, you get the fuck out. Oh, but by the way. Condition one, you got it. You got to do one. Condition two, you have to break my daughter's heart. She's been dead annoying recently. Can you just give her one for me? <laughs> well, I mean, you could just you? say, can, "Can you just leave? Make up an yeah. excuse." 
Yeah. We've got utterly break her heart. Tell her her air shit. Tell her her breath stinks of onions. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I've been banging on trip. Like, if you could also do me a favor and tell her to stop writing ghost stories and write a romance story with a nice handwriting, like my mate the publisher wants, that'd be bang on. <laughs> Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so yeah. I, I find it um, not emotional, but I mean, like, there is an element you can kind of tell that Tom doesn't want to do this, uh, and he's sort yeah. of like ripping into a punches her right in the stomach a couple of times. Yeah, he really <laughs> gets then, in on the books. Oh, this book, <sighs> yeah, absolutely, right absolutely, Bobbins. Yeah, he's um, like, it's worse than Morrissey's novel. Ever read that? <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's even worse than that. And that made me throw up in my mouth at the end of every paragraph. Yeah, that's the yeah. same. So then he's supposed to, well, actually, to cut to the next man, Captain Carter is um, in in the bathroom. He's gone for a shave and a haircut. And some, he he's asked for some said, lovely eggs. He must have said toilet man five times in the mirror because there's a toilet man right next to him <laughs> and uh, who's got like the shaving creams and stuff and smellies. Um, and then he, where does the toilet man go? Well, Back the guy's the there mirror. saying freshen up. Oh, it's because he asks him for so. So, you couldn't, after I've had my shave and my newspaper, could you um, get me some eggies, please? I have some eggs and soldiers. And he goes, oh, yeah. so, so I'll, go and, I'll go and get the eggs, eggs on. And soldiers. But then someone, someone doesn't bring him uh, a newspaper and eggies. While he's there about to have a shave, someone goes and bloody smashes his face in on the sink. Breaks his head open like an egg. Yeah, right on the sink. Yeah, and then yeah. and then dips dips, dips the soldier, soldier in into the, into yeah, the brain dips the soldier in the old yeah in the old grey. If we're supposed so he's, to he's had it. again, quite brutal again, that is that bit quite quite brutal. We're supposed to essentially believe it's one of two characters. We're supposed to kind of believe it's one rather than the other. I guess at this point, but since when did they become like super strength assassins? Because it is brutal, like smashing people's heads through a bloody sink. And he's a yeah. he's a he's a captain. He's a captain yeah. Carter. Yeah, he's a captain. 
and he is effortlessly. I guess a bathroom. It's a very steamy bathroom. It might be real slippery in there. Yeah, he's effortlessly dispatched Hitman style. Like this is a mission in Hitman. Go and smash. Go. He's gonna have a shave in there. Quickly walk in when the guards have gone off to get him his breakfast, and then bang straight on sink. Yeah, absolutely bashes him silly, but he's um definitely dead immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, his, head his head splits open in half, like it can barely stay yeah. together. It's really smashed, and that sink's broken as well. I mean, later on, the doctoring that Charlie Hunnam examines it as if there's like a crack where it's been, but that sink would have had to have been replaced. You haven't got the technology to just glue that back together, unless that bathroom man sat there with every little piece and his little tube of glue. Like, <laughs> bathroom man, you've seen the uh, the guy who remakes stuff like that with like noodles, like yeah. he gets like dried noodles, the ramen, and... yeah. Yeah, sands them right down. Yeah, and well, maybe that's it then. They, maybe he was around. They got some ramen, a ramen sink. You say noodle man in the mirror five you times. You couldn't do a sink with that though. <laughs> it appears with because, toolbox. Because then, noodles. when you're having a really steamy wash of the face, you'd boil your noodles. He I does do sinks though, and then I think he puts yeah. some sort of lick, some sort of lacquer over the top of it. Uh, so he doesn't put like the flavor dust on them. He puts like a enamel dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I exactly always that. like in um, Arrested Development where they go to prison and everyone keeps getting stamped by sharpened noodles. Like they're walking <laughs> around with like sharpened ramen noodles. <laughs> wow. Fashion them into a key to escape. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's also, you know, in um, Squid Game, they, yeah. eat them, they eat them uncooked. Did you yeah, see that? they do that in Korea all the time. The kids I used to teach over there, they used to like, we, uh, like one of my late classes um, they had a little break in the middle we'd go over to the corner shop and the kids in that class would get like a bottle, like a thing of the ramen noodles and he'd just like smash them on the table so he'd like get the packet like smash it on the table until it was dust inside and then he'd open up sprinkle the flavour on and have them like a little, uh, like, a little like a, a bowl cookie. of crisps like a bag of crisps at the table and when you're at the pub, when you open them up like pub style, they can all dip in well, that sounds okay, I guess, but it's um, nice. I don't know. I think crisps. Did you ever remember like that? Did you ever have the ramen noodles rule? Yeah, we used to sit there and uh, you know used to sit there like it was um, it was teenagers. We used to <laughs> they did all their work in the first session. In the second one, I would um, I would have them watch uh, an episode of Invader Zim, and we do some comprehension questions afterwards, and we'd sit and eat noodles while we did it. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I um, I think I'd prefer it soft because of my uh, uh, soft mouth, <laughs> <laughs> like a spaniel. A... I like rusks with milk, nothing yeah. else. No <laughs> baby's rusks. Classic. So what Classic happens now? So mouth. I think actually, it pretty much just cuts to. Like Tom says, they, "You've got to get like, here. Let's yeah. So Edith gets a letter that says, "All right, it's me, Tom." Only slagged your book off because your dad told me to. JK. Um, but actually, I think you're brilliant and I'm going away because I'm being paid off to. All I want is his blessing because uh, I think your dad is great and I definitely have, would have nothing to do with murdering him if that should ever happen. Um, so I just want his permission to be your mate. So I would, I, I, I'm going to go over, uh, I'm going to go back home and prove myself. She rushes to his hotel and goes, he is there still. There's a bit of a joke that he's not going to be there, but he hasn't gone. Um, his yeah. sister has gone. 
Um, but then the someone comes in, classic olden days bad news. If someone comes up to you, oh, is everything oh, right? Yeah. They take their hats off. Take their bloody hat off to him. Yeah. And I do that sometimes the... when I get back in. If like I've been sent out on something and you oh, know God. there's nothing, there's nothing left. Like at the shop, like oh, go and get us some new bread, and all you can get is like a half loaf. Uh, then it's like, all right, back from the shop. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, they only had farmhouse white. Sorry. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What, what are you got to do when you've actually got to break some real bad news to someone? Go the other way. Go really Ruined cheerful. Song. Like yeah. a. What do you call it? Like a stripper ground. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do like a classic rap song. I'll, t- I'll go into the room, turn the chair backwards and say, my name's Andy boy, and I'm here to Chris say, Pontius. I've got some news that's going to bum you out in a major way. Party boy, Chris Pontius. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> There's been a crash. No survivors. No survivors. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they get they get the news, and then for for the cruel and unusual reasons, his lawyer insists that his daughter must must ID him from his smashed up face, even though his doctor Charlie Hunnam is there to say, "I've been his doctor for years. I can identify him." The doctor goes, "No, oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't recognise him." I am his lawyer, and as we know, it goes, "Doctor, lawyer." I say that his daughter has to see his destroyed face. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can so, see him watching like that. Go on, have a look. How does it make you feel? He's fucked, isn't he? He's fucked. Oh, look at that. Like, that, lawyer, that lawyer is like, you know, Mr. Farnsworth Rotten.com. He would go on like I was going to say Rotten.com. Rotten.com, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my thing. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he... Yeah, Mr. Lawyer fans with rotten.com says, No, you've got to look at it. And then you're right. Um, Tom Hiddleston goes, I'm here for you now. Uh, let's jump cut to us being it's in England. It's very and convenient married. that everyone saw like the breakup. And then, yeah. I don't know, see, my eyebrows will be raised. I guess they've got, uh, that, yeah, letter. I guess they've got that letter, though, where they, where they said, Oh, Anna Dad was doing that. And he was always yeah. slipping in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. The letter yeah. also says, one day I hope your dad can get over two things. Number one, not liking me, even though I totally respect him and think he's brilliant and would never do anything against him. And two, being so, uh, you know, laissez-faire about bathroom slip hazards. Yeah. Or, oh, he's going to get filled in. <laughs> yeah. He's going to bang, he's gonna he's bang gonna... his head on that one day. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get filled in. Got filled in last night, did he? It's none of my business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his head caved off. His head, his head is beyond. It's split in half like a clicker from last year. Yeah, yeah. Not pleasant. Uh, so they get he gets married. Proper like, stoved off, in. Yeah. They get married off screen, don't they? They just turn up. They all go to England. They turn up in England. They go. We're married. That's nice. Although well, like the, the yeah. sort of servant man that lets them out, like the old caretaker or whatever, he was, but he drops them in it straight away. It's like, so this is my wife. He goes, oh, I know you've been married for ages. Yeah. You've been married for a time. Exactly. He goes, <laughs> silly, not silly. another one. <laughs> silly, not uh, another guy. one. I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. it just, it just like pans it off real quick. It's like, what does she mean? Like, you've been married for ages. He's like, oh, ignore him. He's mad. He's mad as a he's mad as a box of twats. 
this guy. <laughs> oh, for him, like he's got this disease that makes his concept of time for him, ages is like a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we've been gone for at least three hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And then and then the dog turns up who's been out in the cold for however long. All, all this time they've been away in America. I thought this was gonna come back and we were gonna and there was gonna be some sort of explanation as to what this meant. I thought, like the ghost was like feeding the dog or something to keep it alive. That the man they just saw could have been feeding the dog. I mean he yeah. could the dog could have gone down into the um whatever you call that room where they keep the big vats of goo. <laughs> goo room. <laughs> the does the dog does the dog eat goo? <laughs> I mean, red, have some sustenance. You can live off that. Yeah, yeah, red velvet cake that the whole West Wing is made out of. Hmm. Yeah, that's I sustain mean, a dog forever. There's holes in the ceiling and the roof, so maybe a bird flew in and he's jumped up and grabbed it. I don't know. It's been eating yes. moths. Who knows? <laughs> it's been eating lovely moths, delicious moths. Those so lovely sure. dusty moths. They're like those little sherbet flying saucers. Uh, the, the, Tom's like, come in, come inside. Let's see what you've won for your house as part of this marriage. And, like, there's no roof. This it's is like, like a prize, a prize on bullseye. Like yeah. when you go for all of it, and they go, "Oh look, you've won a speedboat." Even though you live in Milton Keynes, <laughs> those guys are from Tamworth that won that speedboat. That one's the literally the furthest point in the UK from the sea in any direction. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, the the house the house is sinking, um, the floor is squidgy. There's like goop constantly running down the walls. There's goop everywhere. CGI there's big old goop. hole every. There's big old holes and everything. And by there's the like way, the water carnage runs red is for a bit. melted. On it's the cold walls. constantly. It's yeah. absolutely Baltic in there. Everyone's freezing. Nipples are erect all over the place. Um, yeah. So it's what on else, top of a red. It's on top of a red clay mine, which is getting eroded by the weather. I don't know how much longer it's got left. It's basically a shithole. It's it's a it's a hazard. It's like the house in at the end of Home Alone Two, which becomes obviously full of traps, but at the same time it's just in a state of disrepair. And you know, if you try to make a stack of crates to get from one floor to the other, it would it would not stay. It would not be steady as a rock. <laughs> it would collapse. Isn't that when he gets yeah. to like the New York? Yeah, yeah that's building. It. like his yeah. uncle's room that he's renovating when he's away throw bricks yeah. down at Harry and Marv I never knew what that place was I haven't seen yeah. it for a long time it's proper it's it's really quite random but quite yeah. scary always find the yeah. place has got massive holes in the floor just like that dangerous okay so she, uh, she has a bath and I think maybe she's not seeing ghosts pretty pretty quickly yeah, she sees um, ghosts fairly soon. She sees someone going up in the lift on the, first, that, isn't it? the yeah. first night. And this is where, like, the sister, old Jessica Chastain, Lucille, is immediately being suspicious. Oh, it's cold. Get you a cup of poison. I mean, tea, not poison. I'll be um, like, do you, do you yeah. have to live here? Do you have to live here? Because you're just yeah, walking we're, around, walking we're around married, with a face like a now. slap to- yeah, do you have to live with us? And then especially, like, again, straight away, it's like, oh, um, cut us a set of keys, will you? No, you won't need any. You won't need any fucking keys where you're going dead. I mean, I mean... Um, uh, Would you like a tea made from fireform berries? No, thanks. Sounds horrible. Go on. There's nothing else to drink, to be honest. Someone with, someone's pushing their nettles. To, have a chamomile. It's much nicer for you. I don't fucking want one. Breaking the tea, please. Not sleepy time tea. 
Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> I've got plenty of that. Yes. Um, and also they have a bit of an obsession, like when, um, yeah, Edith, Edith like says, oh, I tell you what, despite the fact we're married, um, Sir Tom's such a gentleman. He had separate cabins all the way. In it. She's having trying to like bond with us. Oh, I tell you what, absolutely no fucking as of yet, despite the fact we've been married. She's, oh, yeah, that, that's nice. He's really respectful like that. Yeah, we haven't consummated our marriage. Unfortunately. Just, not that it's not that it's my business. I'm just as just his sister. Not Jessica uh, is a little bit weird about it because she's like, at one side, she really wants them to consummate the marriage so she can get the the murder done with. Right? Does she need? I guess no. No one needs the paperwork. Just needs the paperwork doing. Yeah. I guess. So she yeah. just wants them not to have sex because she's jealous. Because she's dead yeah. possessive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's also possessive over those keys. She's like, you're not yeah. have any keys. You don't need any. I mean, I mean My it's too is... dangerous. If yeah. you feel you need some later, then you can have some. Again, just come up with a plan and say, Yeah, I'll do you some keys, and then don't just don't she's... get around to it. The post office like, um, post office is far away. Dog... How far's the what's it called? When my Timpsons. dog's got like a bone or something, she doesn't want anyone else to have it. You go yeah. to her and go, get to go with the bone then. She runs away. <laughs> Kiss a go with a bone. Get your own bone. <laughs> no, so if you've got your own bone, she'd want that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your own bone. That's oh, my bone too. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, all the bones are mine, it appears. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what Jessica Chastain's <laughs> like with the keys. If she sees a key in that house, she's like, well, that's mine. Mine. Takes it into yeah. a bed, sits just, on top of it and growls at anyone who comes nearby. <laughs> <laughs> she's constantly poisoning... Her um, Edith wakes up at one point, like coughing blood onto the mm-hmm. pillow. How many times does Edith like wake up in a chair to somebody giving her tea in this film? It's literally yeah. like at least nine. Yeah, She's like, every time she wakes uh, up, someone's just there with some, a steaming cup of poison tea. There you go, lovely Fireford Berries tea from Twidings. Would you like some? <laughs> I yeah. do not want it. You, you have this one. You have this one. Um, yeah, so she's she's doing that. Um, she's trying to get on with it. She like Edith really likes the dog, and then she has. Is this what the first ghost she sees? Is is it a mom again? She's like, oh, just be There's like the red. Be the careful red about with, crimson with the, the accent, not the axe. The but the meat cleaver in the head. That's the next. That's oh, yeah. that uh. comes up in another bath, but it's like this. This section kind of proceeds at a pace, right? So there's a, there's definitely maths. another bath. After she's get, starting to get a bit poorly from having the poison poison berry tea, um, she goes to have a bath. The little dog runs off to get the ball. And then the red licorice lady comes in with a big axe in her head saying, Bloody hell! Ah! <laughs> um, it's like shouting. Oh, beware of crimson peak. Is that... That's, they didn't say that one, did they? It's her mummy yeah, says this that. Is, this is, yeah, the mum warns about Crimson Peak, but I think this is when the storms are starting to come in, so things are how'd a bit the, tense. How did the mum get there? How did the mum ghost get there? Followed her. Ghosts just get about, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Be, ran behind her like <laughs> as fast <laughs> as she could. It's not so bad nowadays, like in those days, though, Ben. It would have taken weeks to get over the sea, so she could have probably kept up. I think they... Um... She have flown. <laughs> Um, I think they cover the bases because later on they say ghosts come in all shapes and sizes 
some are uh, stuck to a place some are stuck to people some are stuck to memories or something like that so i guess this one is just stuck to her yeah. like like licorice on a shoe yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much like that yeah um, so yeah the mom comes and says beware crimson peak and it's at this section where things are clearly tense between her and lucille tom is obsessed with building his big digging machine and uh, now He's that like, some of her money has come through there's yeah. a part where he like come on keep going we're building a digging machine and then he hurts his hand and then for Oof. some reason there was a bit earlier where they said, oh, your hands are soft, like little baby's hands. You've never done a day's work hands. in your life. And this time, <laughs> after doing what? After <laughs> marshmallow hands. And after doing one day, day's work, he's like, my hands are rough. And my hands are rough. My dad would be proud. Yeah. Like, That's oh, what man. he's been doing outside. He's just been wrapping his hands in sandpaper. So I'll yeah. show you bloody rough hands. Look at this. Look at this. Look at the state of them. You've been, oh God, you've been working hard, haven't you? Yes. Correct. Yeah, just rubbing my hands in the dirt. Um, yeah, that that's going on, um, and we're getting all these ghostly apparitions that are appearing and and scaring her. Like the one that the one that turns up there. She talks to Lucille about their mother. Said, "Oh, she was a wrong one. Um, yeah. She's a right old miserable old bastard. If you ever see her, ignore her because she's dead and she'd be a ghost." But. Um, <laughs> Don't, don't pay yeah. any attention to her. <clears throat> they talk about their dad like squandered their family fortune as well. He yeah. went out, uh, he was spending it on uh, pop vinyls. He loved them, collected yeah. <laughs> Penny yeah. whistles and moon pie. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we get a little bit, we get a little bit of backstory, but again, <clears throat> that veil never really drops for Lucille, which I think kind of like got, I think that sort of relationship kind of really did. I struggled to get my head around. At least pretend, isn't it? Just pretend to be nice. Otherwise, oh, you want the. Also, I know we're getting into spoiler territory here, but if they've essentially got um, money from like five or five or so other people, hmm. what have been doing? What have been bloody doing with it? Build that little model. Is it? Is it so. <laughs> Later on, model. Later, later on, she um, she gets she climbs out of that hole on the ground. It looks like there's more than one machine. Like mm. it looks like maybe there's like older ones that just haven't worked. Yeah, um, yeah. Just all the broken machines. Oh, yeah, just, just stop it. Just give it a rest. What have you, you broke machine number twelve? Just knock on the head. At this point, just buy some spades and dig out that clay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um, can't be bothered. Yeah, this is the scene as well. Like, her, despite the the stress that's going on, her and Tom are getting a little bit closer because they he shows us some of his other like the practice mechanical toys that he that he made. So look at these look at these old toys we've got up in this workshop where I do my inventing, and then things almost get a bit sexy there. But then um, Lucille turns up with a big old tray of runs in. Tea. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like that butler in Tomb Raider, she's relentless, just following you around with a tray of tea the whole time. Why, um, why are they poison even tea? Nice tea. Why are they even bothering with the poison? Because it seems like with the others, like as soon as there was, well, her her all the weekend. money hasn't been signed over yet. So if she's ill, because they go, oh, you're poorly, stay here and get better, so they can kind of 
stop her getting into any mischief and go, getting around. It but... seems to me, though, that as soon as she signs it, they just kind of push her over a balcony or they, well, that's, or they do that's some not, violence. It's, the final one isn't signed yet. It's uh, it's a little bit later when that kicks off, and that's because she busts But them. I mean, like, in general, with the previous uh, wives, weren't they all killed violently or were they just poisoned um, over a long period of time? Well, the, I think the, there's the one lady we find, the scroll of, that's the, the recordings oh, yeah. of, that said, oh, being, being really poisoned. poisoned. Maybe yeah. they poisoned them over time until they're weak and then they cave their head in with no resistance. <laughs> yeah. They give them I like, mean, a, sort of, like a heavy metal I mean, poison like, or something like that that takes weeks, right? They, they seem extremely violent. Like their uh, mode of killing seems to be like as soon as they've got what they want, they just... Murder, straight up. I mean, it's mostly, it's mostly Lucille, right? Rather than yeah, Lucille's are wrong, and I'm not sure that Tom has done any of the murders. Yeah, no, he's innocent, I tell you. Yeah, so is it it around here? Um, Mia goes into the basement and finds the Enola box, or well, yeah, first they go to um, first they go to the post office one that I mean, you'd be pissed off, wouldn't you? She's getting up and she's feeling poorly all the time and knackered. Always got a dicky tongue, always coughing up blood. And they go, Oh, I tell you what, the machine's working a lot better. We'll have a day out. We'll go to the post office. Like, oh, the post office. Oh, the post office, eh? I can't wait to see what <laughs> sights and sounds we'll see at the local post office. I hope they've got a guide I can pick up. And- I mean, to be fair, it's only the <laughs> same as us in COVID, right? When we were all in lockdown and it's like, Oh, yeah. Going to the Tesco co- Express. <laughs> Tesco Express, Express or the big Tesco? Oh, let's push the bow down and go to the big Tesco. But I mean, only one cl- of us can go in morally. But um... yeah. only one of us can go in, and all the clothes have been uh, roped off. Can't go and have a look at that. You can only go and get fish fingers. That's it. Yeah, you can read some of the ingredients of some exotic things that you're not going to buy, like foods, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, not going to buy that. Sorry, not going to buy that. But I know what's in it now. Um, Yes, they nip down to the post office, but there's a terrible storm. So out of Lucille's view for an evening, they do finally consummate their marriage. So there is something going on between them. And then when they get back the next day, this is another Lucille reveal of... Why, why is there a room they can stay at at the post office? <laughs> uh, post office cage. Yeah, has yours not then. got one? My, we've got one here. If our loads get too tired... Yeah, they so, go. Why don't you ever lie down upstairs, lad? We got we got a room back but you got a room back there. You can shag in. Do you <laughs> want to? <laughs> you can lie on that bubble wrap duvet. You yeah, can, uh... you get, you get in the, oh, you, you've carried a, a lot of, of letters here to the post office. Go and have a lie down. A pile of Manila envelopes. Took yourself in. Knocking shop. And then you lick yourself in to tuck yourself in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up. In Skegness, <laughs> you posted yourself, is what you did. <laughs> yeah. Big old envelopes. <laughs> so they don't get posted; they just have sex, and then they, you know, she's literally full of the joys of spring. They get back in. Um, Lucille is there saying, "Oh, you know, courageous. You stink like, them in an envelopes. You <laughs> a day at the post office. Even in a post office shagging room, aren't you?" <laughs> Yeah, she literally loses it and smashes things down the table. She goes, what? You were and, and she's like, what? It's my, it's my husband. She's like, oh no, um, I was just dead worried. Grambling's eggs. 
she's been <laughs> making so many poison teas and had no one to drink them, so she's been drinking them. She's yeah. been going quite nice actually. I don't yeah. think these teas have gone cold. I mean, you're going to drink them now, aren't you? She's just been yeah. walking around the house, constantly boiling a kettle. Um, <laughs> tea. Uh, yeah, and I guess not long after this, when um, Edith continues growing weaker, coughing up more blood. There's more nightmares. She sees more ghosts um, and she she gets a letter from Milan, one of the letters that she had waiting for at the post office. It was um, that gives her more clues to go and look in the basement. She goes and looks in the basement. I think the ghost turns up and points. No, that's later. That's the ghost that points them out to elicit mm. shagging. But um, she goes down and sees some recording cylinders that say, hello. Yeah, it's like a is video game on? audio voice is this log. Thing on? <laughs> so yeah, audio voice log. <laughs> audio hello? voice log. It's like hello. hello. Um, with my last strength before I die of poison because I'm being poisoned. By the way, don't drink the tea. It's literally chockers with poison. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'm being poisoned. Um, they're gonna they're gonna murder me because they just wanted my money. Um, so if you see, if you hear this, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. If I you think hear she this. tries to get out, doesn't she? But at that point, the snow has gotten like, yeah, the, incredibly bad. The storm bad. has got really bad, and then she has a look up, and there's a ghost floating acro- across the balcony. Um, and it says, oh, what do you want me to see? And she goes, what are you in there? And down in a room full of moths, uh, Tom and, uh, and Lucille. <laughs> like, uh, that's what you remember. Tom and Lucille are going at it. Um, they're going at it. Um, she gets she gasps and as I walk back, um, yeah, uh, Lucille catches up with her at the precarious top of the stairs and goes, Oh, you grossos having sex! Like, I knew you weren't really his sister. And she goes, Ha, grossos. <laughs> she goes, Psych, I am his sister. And she goes, Oh, yeah, um. And says, incest! <laughs> pushes, pushes her over there. <laughs> Unlimited incest. <laughs> and she definitely falls to her death, but she lands in a lovely pile of snow. I mean, also, I'm not so worried about a, the snow. It's on a bed of clay, isn't it, as well? So it's, uh, like, it's so on, soft. Yeah, on, on, the, cake. on the red velvet cake. <laughs> <laughs> she bounces back to her feet. To be fair, though, it's less about the landing on the red velvet cake and a load of snow. I would think it was smashing through that balcony halfway down that would have done for it. Yeah, tailbone's gone. Uh, Or like a lower back, yeah. I think she just wakes up again and they're making her more tea, (laughs) right? Yeah, well... Oh, the uh, captain... arrives at the same time, yeah. So he's like... There's a bit earlier where there's a bit earlier where he like goes, oh, can I have one of these horses to go to c- come where are they? Where are they? Cumberland. No, come. Up at Crimson. Up at, no. up at Crimson Peak. And at some point Columbus as well. This is when they, this is when um, Edith has realised it's Crimson Peak because it's called, um, you know, it's got a normal house name. Alladale Hall. Alladale Alladale Hall. So now Alladale Hall. And then after she's starting to get suspicious Brackets. already. Crimson yeah, Peak. that's when Tom Hiddleston goes, oh, soon you'll see why they call this place Crimson Peak. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Not only is it shite, but it's also Crimson Peak, which I've been warned about by my... By, by my dead mom ghost. ghost yeah. Mom. By licorice mom. Licorice whip. Um, um, but yeah, she, the doctor has arrived and um, the, the doctor's arrived 
but she's already been feeding her like tea. Uh, she goes, oh, do you want some tea? Because no, I don't want the tea. I know it's poison. Well, I, I mean, I just don't want any tea. Um, and he goes, oh, fine, have the porridge then. Tom Hiddleston's kind of in and says, like, never, ever drink that tea. Mm. She's she's gone on to she's gone on to almond milk, and I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. So what? So when has the the reveal kind of happened? Which was when Edith was sort of putting all the all the evidence together, wasn't it? So. They've been engaging in like a marriage and murder scheme, you would call it. That's not like yeah. a scheme. You can... Yeah, we had a flashback. You've been denied money in Paris, Milan, yeah. Edinburgh. It's like a help to buy scheme, um, but slightly yeah. less. Um, it's slightly more frowned upon. Help to die scheme. Help to Push. die scheme. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, is mad Lucille uh, and, you know, I guess deceptive Tom responsible for this? Or... If banks weren't so unwilling to lend people money, none of this would have happened. Exactly. If he's gone to the bank and they've gone, yeah, sure, is a loan. Yeah, but they would have gone, uh, you've just got a little toy here that's far too small to get red velvet cake out of a mountain. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a house as well. It's absolutely fucked, but uh, <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, yeah, unless he, he did his impressive dance during the bank loan meeting. Um, no, no. Definitely didn't happen. Yeah. So, so obviously Dr. Allen like knows pretty much this is what happens and he tells Edith, see, Edith that By the way, here. Dr. Allen, what is he playing at? Like you don't like and say all the mist, like, like lay out all of your cards. So you two are brother and sister. You've been, you've been shagging it off. He's been getting <laughs> married or whatever. And, and he's, he tells him everything that's gone wrong. And he goes, I'm just going to walk by you without defending myself in any out way the, it's <laughs> snowing as well outside and yeah he, he just got a broken leg neither of them got a coat on yeah the offenders because at first it feels like it's going to be secret because oh, i need to talk to my patient uh i need yeah. to see my patient if you could excuse us then the guns goes oh, i know that they're wrong guns um i know that they're wrong yeah, guns. can you prove you standing you can stand up and we'll go and then, like you say, he then immediately abandons it when they say, oh, oh don't don't go. She's too poorly to go. She just needs a load of, po- I mean, tea. It doesn't uh, even just... cover his armpits. Yeah. Right <laughs> at that pinnacle point. That's the where... second armpit stabbing we've seen in a while. There was a st- yeah, armpit was stabbing in Halloween Kills. Yeah. It just made me really like, wary about armpit stabbings. Because, yeah. I mean, it it's does the softest part tender. of you. That's where you're at, yeah. thinnest. Ow. Ticklish. ticklish, very ticklish. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, stop it! I mean, um, um, she, so she like this. She like grab his arm and lift it up. How did she get into the arm? Yeah, she. I think he's he's got his arm up around. As champion. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. win. Yeah, basically, he's confronted them with all the evidence. He's gone right. You two are brothers and sisters. You're doing like. Um, murdering schemes and I'm not standing for it anymore and he's like suck it and while he's doing that she uh, stabs him under the arm I just feel There's like something he really knows tragic. they're violent murderers why is he not being a bit like more careful about it I guess he's keeping his mouth closed to make sure they don't slip any porridge or tea in there um, <laughs> yeah but he knows but he's that Chris, never thought about now. Chris Captain Carter's skull with a sink like oh, the, it's not near. It's not in a bathroom though, so he thinks okay. that's safe. No porridge, some, no tea, no sinks. There's We're something 
was really tragic about somebody coming all that way to save someone and then immediately getting fucked up. Like he's going to get shining. a terrible impression. I was about to say it's like the Shining guy, isn't it, where he like runs across the country from his holiday in Florida, <laughs> yeah. all the way up, and he gets axed like two steps into the door. He literally walks in and goes, "Honey, I'm hot." Hack! <laughs> it that Shining didn't help me then, did it? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he's been stabbed. And at this point, this is where I don't think that Tom has been involved in doing people dirty, but he's not been a murderer at this point. She just goes, oh, so are you going to get your hand? It's time for you to get your hands dirty then. Gives him the knife and he kind of goes up and he pulls a bit. He's the one character that can occasionally pull a deception on this one occasion. And he's like, well, come on, let's not make this harder than it is. You're a doctor. Tell me where to stab you. I'm implying to Lucille that I'm finding out where to stab you till you die. Quickly. Up the arse. He just leads it up the arse, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh! I mean, it's a good job that Charlie had him gets like some idea because if he'd just gone, just chop my finger. And he'd gone like, because, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> but he does accept just the tell, stab. Just tell me where to stab you. Just pretend. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> just hold it loosely in your hand so it goes into your hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been good. He's done that before, and Mr. Andy Conduit Turner has done yeah. that before. You know, he could have just made stabbing sounds. He could have just had his back to the seal and gone stab. <laughs> Wait, so he, stabbing noise. He leaves him out there, or how does Charlie Hunman get into well, the into in a the... seat? In a scene change, Tom Hiddleston's taken him down into the basement yeah. already. Probably going, oh well, that's him stabbed. I better go and put him downstairs. Put, I better go well, and put him in a, in a ball of goo. Yeah, yeah. Because they, goo, they yeah. use those um, those vats to store corpses, right? Is that why all the corpses uh, are Look, flavored it, that it way? Defi- it definitely looks like it. Yeah, I'd say so. Because there's a, the baby corpse bubbled up. It's to the also surface, red. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and the baby was. Um, oh well, that's that's discussed in a minute about the. And you killed the babies. I know oh, that was my baby, but it was it was wrong. Don't kill mm. the babies for God's sake. Um. So yeah, he, he makes an excuse and takes him downstairs and goes right. I'm going to go and save the day because if she signs the rest of her money away after that, Lucille will just murk her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So around this point, Lucy is like burning her book and manuscript, which is the equivalent of giving her like a one-star review on Amazon. Yeah. That's the final insult to injury. Things. Oh, say you wanted to be an author. Absolute yeah. bollocks. We also revealed that Lucille did the head smashing in the um, in the bathroom. Yeah, and she's just like, just sign the document because as soon as you do that, we can get this all over with. I'd be like, well, no, then. No, I, I'm like, if you're going to murder me, oh, I'm going to absolutely fuck you over. Yeah. Sorry, I've forgotten how to write. Oh, no. <laughs> or sign it, but like, sign, it like, sign it like Mickey Mouse. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, no, you've got to say get wrecked. Just sign it, <laughs> get wrecked. Get wrecked. Get wrecked, Lucille is a murderer. IDST. Yeah. She's like, oh, fuck. Can't undo that now. Yeah. And they didn't have Tipex back then. No. <laughs> But she, because she's like she's uh, she likes her writing so much, she can't help but write in the perfect squiggly, squiggly writing. But she does keep the pen, and she does some squiggly writing right on Lucille's heart, or yeah. she tries to get in there. Yeah, she gets it. Like... Right, your lung mate punctured. 
Yeah. There are a lot of like horrible little stabs in this where you're a bit like where you feel them, where you're like, oh, yeah, it's one in a minute. Was... Oh, that's the worst yeah. of all oh, the stabs. Oh, yeah, God. So, uh, Lucia, uh, Mia Waskowski runs away. Tom Hiddleston turns up and she's like, oh, it's you. You tried to kill me. And he goes, yes, I did. You tried to steal my money. Yes, I did. Uh, and then he goes, but I love you. And then she goes, oh, okay. Cool. Um, I love then, you. Uh, I'll never forget the post office shag. All right. Yeah. <laughs> never it, was will. A three, it was a three strike system. So it's not got like, stamps oh, on bad, bum. Bad. But... Stamps on his bum. Second class. <laughs> but you do love me. So that one is a uh, pass. So we're all right. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, right. I'm going to get those papers. You wait here rather than going down in the lift. Yeah. He, he burns the papers and he was like, what are you? What's the crack here? And then she says bluntly, uh, you told me you'd never fall in love with them or something like that. And then he says, but I have. And then she instantly stabs him in the chest. I don't think she gets around to the armpit. I think she misses. Accidentally goes twice, like one in each shoulder and then once in the face, which is the worst one of all. Yeah, because he has to pull it out himself. And you can almost feel the, the... grating against the bone like the where it's stuck in there and it's trying to pull it out and he's getting and a wampy eye from being stabbed in the face it's really nice actually because at the end she's like really apologetic and she's like hugging him and then he like cries like a single scarlet tear and then he sort of uh passes away yeah it's uh, a bit like that though it's brothers and sisters isn't it like if you're fighting yeah. with a sibling and you hurt each other like oh no 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 you're all right you're all right you're all right don't tell mom don't tell mom, right. yeah. <laughs> don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. oh you're dead you're dead oh they're dead oh, what am i gonna do what am i gonna do uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, all, it all comes good when you've actually like you fight but when you've actually seriously hurt one another then it's like it's yeah. okay it's okay you're all right yeah Got um so okay and then by this point lucia is completely off the rocker and she's like screaming and chasing oh, um mia through the house through the lift and also there's a bit where uh, there's a bit of like a jackie chan action where uh lucille sticks her hand through the thing and she mia like closes the d- gate on her arm i just keep slamming it just like break it just keep going yeah. while while her arm is stuck in there stab her up with your knife yeah get her stabbed up but she lets her go. She goes downstairs. Up. And then they um they're hiding behind some of the vats. There's a knife. Oh, and also um Lucille like has hidden her giant cleaver knife from because she yeah. keeps uh keeps trophies, like she she has like those little tufts of hair in a in a drawer. Yeah, she chops a bit of a hair off and adds it to a collection of people's hair that, of ones that she've murdered. Yeah. Um and then yeah, she comes down and goes, oh, I kept another souvenir from when I murdered my mom that time. This big old cleaver. And then they have like a bit of a standoff and she uses uh, like crazy intimidation to chase her. Um, yeah. She hides Charlie Hunnam just around the corner so she doesn't get him. And she climbs up and they're outside in the dust and snow. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, by the way, all the snow is completely like red. Uh, in the in the garden in the front and stuff. Um, so what happens now? They have like a final boss battle. Yeah, final boss battle where Lucia was like um, the king of stealth for some reason at this point. At this point, yeah, running rushing yeah. around. 
Um, it's like a Metal Gear Solid boss. It feels yeah. it feels kind of like that. It's it? like the little the little foot the little footprints you just did earlier. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she'd be running Ooh. across like that, and then when she jumps out, it's a QTE that you've got to like fight her off with. Yeah. 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 Ting ting ting. Huh. Shovel in the head. Smash her in the crust. Yeah. So she's kind of got a. It's still a standoff, and Lucille is like, ah, oh, you know what. I, I'm never going to stop trying to stab you. So either you're going to kill me or I'm going to kill you. Um, Edith's like, oh, help us out, will you? She goes, oh, there's no one to help you. Well, there is. Look behind you. And it's uh, poor old meringue Tom Hiddleston. He's eaten mest. Yeah. I like that bit. He, he has that. I mean, this is very much a Del Toro style of ghosts where he has like where people have been stabbed or bashed their heads. Like the blood kind of floats up like ink in water, like um, spilling upwards. And he so, kind of looks, he's quite pale, but he's also got little caramel. Little caramel eyes. Yeah. Caramel eyes and uh, other terrifying little bits. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. So I ran um, over a wire with my chair, so I have to just save that. <laughs> and Edith, so yeah, so Edith kills. Uh, so he's basically a distraction in the old. Uh, yeah, and oh, she bon- and then uh, she uh, bonks her on the head. And bonks then she dies. Right on the head. Because to the next morning, she's been shining you know, in the, the maze, which is frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's bo- <laughs> she's she bonks her on the Dun. head. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. She she sort of mutters again with her head slightly caved in, saying. Oh, uh, she tell you if you uh, kill me, I guess. Yeah, no, I heard you the first time. Smashes her head in again. Yeah, credits roll. It's a crane Holy shot shit. pulls out like a themed rap plays over the top, and Mia's yeah. like puts her sunglasses on and looks out to the sun. And Cool J comes on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Charlie Hunnam comes out, and they. Oh, and it turns out that the villagers who were going to come after the storm finished up. They've just arrived, just in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, to just in time. Almost give them all, uh, give them all a lift home, and then we end with that, that mono, like the monologue from Edith once again, saying, "Yeah, blooming told you, ghost are real, didn't I?" Um, and yeah, some some of them are people type ghosts, some of them are place type ghosts, and some of the ones that are based on memories, they yeah. hang around forever. And there's Lucille playing the piano. Um, forevermore. Forevermore. Okay, forevermore. so I, I have some name game for you if you're ready. Aye, aye. First oh, yes. one is about uh, Mia Wasikowski uh, sneakily eats little plates of Chinese dumplings and other snacks when nobody's looking. Crimson, no, something Crimson. sneak. Something sneak, yeah. Yes, yeah, like sort of like a Chinese dish. I think maybe the people have it for like lunch. Dim sum sneak. Dim sum sneak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one is about Tom Hiddleston who goes, he gets swimming lessons, but he's taught by a Grecian swim teacher. Something Greek. Um... So he gets swimming lessons uh, and he's taught by a Grecian swim teacher. Swim. Swim Tom Greek. <laughs> close, close. Swim. St- uh. <laughs> so, Swim so coach Greek. Swim coach Greek. 
swim, teach Greek. Well, I've got, I mean, you probably said swims in Greek. Um, swims in. This next one uh, is, is Crimson. It's a Crimson Peak movie, but it's been re-edited. It's basically the David Lynch cut. And it now includes, he's only he hasn't much to it, but it now includes the Ag- Agent Dale Cooper. So it's Crimson Peak movie that's been re-edited. Slightly Crim- tw- changed. Twin- twins, and- twins and Peaks. No. <laughs> that's good though. Crimson so Peaks. It just made a slight adjustment to the film. Crimson made Tweak. It- Close. I mean, you're pretty <laughs> Twin- much there. Twins and Tweak. Twins and, twins and Tweak. Uh, well, I went with Lynch and Tweak. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lynch and Tweak. It's confusing because you've gone with David Lynch, but literally none of that answer has got Twin Peaks in it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a Lynch and Tweak. You're a better man than me. Okay, so next one, you should get this one. It's a bit easier. So there's a priest who turns into a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you should get this one, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, le- he leads a Sunday ceremony um, singing uh, some delightful songs about God. So there's a mouse singing. Sermon songs. squeak. Cl- yeah, most of the way there. So you say sermon squeak? Yeah. Sermon squeak. Sing yeah. song squeak. Yeah, they have so a sing song at church. So he sings songs about God. Him, him, son, squeak. Him, squeak. Hymns in squeak. Hymns in squeak. Yeah. I like that um, you said you should get this because it's bloody easy. All right, you never, you never not get it. Right, this you next one vote. you'll get so quickly. Just so it's Jim Carrey. Yeah, and he goes around wearing fashionable gowns. <laughs> um, Jimson. Jim's fashionable gowns. Well, any any kind of fashionable clothes. It's on. On, Sim- bright, on fashion. Oh, so Jim's on fleek. Ooh, I put oh, Jim's it. on Jim's on chic. But Jim's I think on, uh, Jim's it, on fleek is is, is yeah. definitely definitely works as well. Yeah, Jim's on fleek. Very good. Well, well done. Five out of five. Would you like one, Luke? <laughs> Just off the sure. cuff. Sure. So, in this completely unrelated film, um, Pierce Brosnan encounters a volcano. It's dead dangerous. Uh, it's Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak, correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. That's good. That's good. Cool. Maybe I've got one. I've not got one. No, I haven't. Nothing off Sorry. the top of the dome, then. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no. If you've got one at home, listeners, send it in. Right, I'm oh, in. Get on the it. socials. Yeah. Get on the socials. As you've learned, as torturous, the, as more torturous, the better. So torturous. we need to rate the movie. Um, I wonder what you guys are going to go for. I am going to rate it. Uh, rate good or rate good or rate bad? <laughs> rate good or rate bad? Um, I'm going to give a solid B. I like. I like it. It's not amazing. It's it's not quite original. I don't know. It doesn't quite have the bits that would blow me away. Uh, Ben's making some faces. He's really putting me off. But yeah. it's uh, it's Sorry. good. It's a solid movie. No, I like the faces. Solid faces. A for yeah. faces. B for movie. 
Faces <laughs> people movie. You see, with Ben, I'm gonna throw a bit of a predict. Like when I was watching this, Ben, I was I was thinking of your reaction to it. And I thought, is this gonna have a bit of the a bit of the blind manner about it for you, where mm. you feel it's a bit toothless, and he's gonna come in and say, "Oh, I really like it." People are proper murdered. <laughs> That's a bit like this. Yeah, people do get proper murdered though. Armpit stab, face stab. That's good. Uh, I don't know. Were you just gonna Were you gonna rate it then, Andy, or are you waiting for me? Uh, I can go if you like, Ben, unless you're ready. Are you trying to? Are you still mulling it over? Is that your face? Well, yeah, I think so. So I thought I really liked this film, right? So if somebody said to me yeah, before, it's a good oh, start. you know, Crimson Peak, <laughs> Crimson Peak, I'll say, oh, it's amazing. Great gothic, gothic sort of romance, um, great visuals and stuff. I don't know. I found this time it took me a while to get into that feeling of, oh, yeah, Crimson Peak, I remember this. Um, I don't know. Especially like the first half an hour or something. I was a bit like, I don't remember any of this. Mm. And I mean, I like it in terms of like atmosphere. Tom Hiddleston's great. Mia uh, Wasikowska's great as well. <laughs> Jessica Chastain, not so much. I was frustrated by her character and her the place of her character. I think like it, it could have gone in so many other other ways for me to really truly appreciate it. But that being said, you know, visually it's great. It's the ghosties are great. Um, I do like the sort of finale as well with the stabs and the Metal Gear Solid boss battle at the end. Yeah. is good um maybe perhaps a bit toothless in terms of like the ghosty ghosty story bits at times and mia sorry edith waking up after having some le- level of scare to be fed some tea was kind of ridiculous um i don't want any tea all right then have the porridge this isn't poison well right. no ghosts warn me about the porridge so down the hatch <laughs> i guess down the hatch delicious <laughs> i still go for it i think Perhaps before I thought it was like a B plus film for me. After this rewatch, which is the only time I've seen it since the cinema, I'd probably go for a B minus this time around. B minus from Ben. Classic horror hangout. B minus. Ready salt yeah. and vanilla. Basic straight down the middle. Yeah, good, but not not breaking your breaking not breaking your world apart. Um, yeah. I'm probably with Luke on this one. I think I'm going to go for a B. I liked it. I think aesthetically it's really compelling. Um, you know, I like the licorice ghosts. They look terrifying. And it's nice that like ghosts, even positive ghosts, are gonna give you a right old spooking. Um, you know, it really helps drive that narrative along. Not without its flaws, as I say, I think Jessica Chastain's character, Lucille, could have been done in a way where her motives were not as quickly revealed. I think they could have been a, had a little bit of a lighter touch on that one, but um, but it was still very effective. I like the mystery elements. I like the haunting elements and the action bits when they come. It, it's fairly frantic. I found myself cringing as I saw the the stabs come in. Uh, not getting a B plus though, because I'm pretty sure um, Lucille just dispatches that poor little dog at some point as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grabs yeah. Just grabs well, him and he has a little squeak. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Crimson you know, I'm never, never going <laughs> to condone that kind of thing. You stab people in your movies all you like, but just don't injure animals. So, Crim- Crimson Squeak. Uh, and then I thought one I could have done Jabbed in Cheek. Jabbed in Cheek. The, that's what happens to him with a knife. Very good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that, that's that from me. B, I don't think it's going to be one that ever makes it onto a regular rotation, but no. if I was sitting down one day, turn on ITV3 and it happens to be on, sit and watch this for an advert break or two. Yeah, it's worth an advert break or two. It's definitely not going to be Del Toro's best. No. But I don't... Is it his worst? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, I can't think of many. I guess it totally depends on if the madness of um, what's on Pacific Rim is exactly your cup of tea or something. I like hate. that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. If you like Del Toro for his gothic horror, then you probably won't. Well, you might like Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim job. Yeah. I think Specific you could go Rim job. <laughs> See, if this was the if this was the movie of the day, you'd be you'd have name game entries for days. <laughs> yeah. Just can't help it. Uh, okay. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, nice. so we are. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week, I think we're doing Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, you have to wait for next week to hear that. Um, yeah. so be patient. God. Be patient. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, you can become a patron and you'll get early access to episodes normally. I mean, this week was a little bit delayed because we did the convention and we were. A little bit also tired. Yeah, we tried yeah. so hard to actually yeah, watch the film all together, right? But turns out that after you get up early, spend uh, what a nine-hour day talking to members of the public and trying to sell books, you're real tired. Yeah. All you, yeah. All you want to watch is Impractical Jokers, it seems, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No time for films. Um, I made thanks the mistake to, uh... of me well having a beer and a half as well. I was so knackered. <laughs> yeah, same. It was a big beer, though, wasn't it? I yeah, think, it, was a big, um, it was a big bottle, but and lots of food as well. Eat loads of food and drink yeah. a big bottle of beer, and like just KO <laughs> ready for yeah. bed. Yeah, night, night. <clears throat> okay, so thanks to uh, the patrons we currently have, uh, John Crinan against his will. Um, if you'd like, if you're curious about John Crinan, he had uh, I think it was like a ramen dish at the restaurant <laughs> and he shared his dessert. He's that kind of guy, uh, Ben Scaife. Uh, Stephen Christopher, don't know what kind of food these guys eat generally. Toby Miller, sure. Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, and Pazuzu, who I know likes to dine on the souls of the innocent. Um, <laughs> thanks to Go My Camera for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Uh, thanks to you, the listeners. If you enjoy the show, consider rating and reviewing. Or uh, go to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. And thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thanks, Luke, and to you as well. Thank you, guys. Until next week. See you next time for some ghost busting. Does it still make us feel good? Let's find out. Bloody hope so. Laters. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.